You just gotta press a button for the intro. As you know what our main goal here is to give you listeners something to take back to your league so y'all can dominate and, you know, just give y'all a little entertainment as well. What's going on, fellas? How y'all living on this Sunday? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just got that, you know, got that monkey off our back the first episode of shit, man. So now it's just smooth sailing all the way through. Man, it's consistency. How you feeling, Javar? Already chilling on this Sunday. Ready to get to the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What y'all got? Anything y'all got planned? Anything special for today? Hell no. Nah. I might hit the gym later, man. Still yeah. decide. I might. Been slacking I'm this week. Need to get back to it. Yeah. Eat dinner. That's all I know, I was thinking about the gym, but fuck that. It's pot in time. Party on Sundays. Yeah, man. It do be empty, though, because I, I ain't going to lie. I go to these little 24-hour gyms, bro, and them shits be small as hell, bro. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I work out right next to somebody, bro, especially the nigga, like, swollen shit. He's like, damn, bro, I don't even know if I want to work out anymore. You know, like Kevin Hart. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, just but shit, uh, what's up, guys? I'm gonna go ahead and start the episode off. Uh, got a little quick question for you guys. So, since draft season is rapidly approaching, and we know that's our favorite time of the year being fantasy yes, aholics, bro, I can't fucking wait. I fucking love it. Sometimes I just mock like five times a day just because. <laughs> All right, so speaking of mocking and speaking of drafting. Coming into drafts, do you guys like use any type of strategies or you guys just like how do you guys approach the drafts? We're gonna start with you, Lois. How you approach the draft when you come into it? Well, I mean, this is my this is gonna be my eighth year playing. So um I kinda when I first started playing, um I used to always have a strategy. Like I would be like, yo, I wanna have at least one running back, one receiver. Um that plan kind of backfired on me when uh one year I remember taking uh Demarius Thomas and Monty Ball, bruh. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I was, like, pretty much forcing myself to take Monty Barr there because I really wanted to run it back. But uh, now, over the years, man, I've, I've grown to just let the draft fall to me, man, you know? So, if I'm picking ninth and I get a good receiver my first pick and I come back around in the second round and another stud receiver that wasn't supposed to be in the second round still there, <laughs> and even though I want to run it back, man, I'm probably going to take that receiver, man. And I just let the uh, draft fall to me all the way through because I feel like if you're doing your research, man, you're gonna uh you're gonna you're gonna find value everywhere in the draft, man. You just gotta know, just be prepared. That's pretty much the best advice, just be prepared for your draft. Yeah, man. That's the name of the game, man. Knowing where that value at each round, not taking too many risks, you know. I'm always down with like going and getting your player, but I don't believe in like taking too many risks. I feel like you can't win the game. You can't win your league on draft day, but you can definitely lose it on draft day. How you feel, Javon? Yeah, I'm with I'm with us with uh, preparing part. You know, do a couple mock drafts so you can have a good idea of who's gonna fall to you in the first four rounds. You know, I feel like the first four rounds is is really important because you you get a good core of players who basically gonna carry your team. So once you get through the first four rounds and you mock, you basically have a set of players you want each round, and so you go you go get your player those those first four rounds. Gonna follow your parameters of your draft pick. Then after the fourth round, kind of fill out, 
best value, watch the board. So if four people in front of me, you know, they need quarterback and I, you know, quarterbacks just starting and taking, you know, it might be a good time to take your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So I watch the little trends yeah, and then I go, the with, I go with value. Yeah. Once you get your whole team set up, I'm, I'm basically off for value right there. You know, once you got all your flex position, tight end, quarterback, I'm off for value really. Yeah, yeah. I would say the only strategy that I do pretty much still employ to this day is um waiting on tight end and quarterback, man. I'll the guy ever be the guy that takes unless we're in like a super flex or tight end premium draft. I'll never be a the guy that takes a quarterback and tight end early, man. I'd rather just load up on running backs and receivers and just uh fill up, you know, the tight ends uh, try to find value at the tight end um and quarterback position later in the draft. I ain't gonna lie. I used to have a uh, I used to have a Cam Newton, Delaney Walker, and uh, Greg Olson strategy. Like those are my player at those position. Once you start taking quarterbacks, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in there and take Cam, the fifth quarterback taken, and take Olson or Walker as the eighth and ninth tight end taken in draft. You... So yeah, that, that used to be my strategy, but you know them niggas old now. So yeah, uh, yeah no, I was about to say I hope that ain't your strategy now, bro. You might need to <laughs> put some new players in there or something. I just feel like my strategy with the whole quarterback thing is when you look at it, like any like after you get from like QB eleven to QB like seventeen, like the gap between those QBs are going to be only like twenty points off, or if that, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be right. somewhere in that range, so it's not going to be nothing crazy if you get if you don't get the number ten quarterback, you get to steal the number fourteen quarterback. You still going to get the same, pretty much the same quarterback. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like so, I, I don't feel like you ever should reach. Yeah, I would even say, like, uh, after, like, the first top maybe five quarterbacks, man, I want to say that number is pretty yeah. close to, like, six through 17. So, if I ain't getting, yeah, like, that. super studs at the position, bro, I'm just going to, you know, take my pick at, you know, 11 other quarterbacks I can get later and still have stud receivers and running backs. After Matt Ryan, I don't wait, really. After Matt Ryan, I feel like the Cams and the Watkins, all them, and Aaron Rodgers and Luck, I've been taken before, you know. So, uh, Matt Ryan. So, once Matt Ryan go, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see him. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spend too much more time on these uh, quarterbacks. We here to talk about the running backs. Uh, last episode, we gave y'all our consensus one through 15. Is that right, fellas? I think that's what it was, yep, right? Yep. One through 15. So, uh, we're going to give y'all a little recap of that just in case you didn't know. Uh, we had Barkley coming in at 101, Zeke coming in at two, CMC coming in at three, Kamar coming in at four, Gordon coming in at five, Mixon coming in at six, DJ coming in at seven, Le'Veon Bell coming in at eight, Gurley coming in at nine, Connor coming in at 10, D. Will coming in at 11, Fournette coming in at 12, Cook coming in at 13, Chubb coming in at 14. And right now we're gonna go ahead and get to number fifteen. That brings us to. No, nah, we our, got fifteen. We got fifteen. We get fifteen. Yeah, that's what we got Freeman. 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 My bad. Overlooked that. All right. Let me say that one more time. All right. Coming in at number fifteen, we got Devonta Freeman. So that brings us now to our number sixteen consensus overall player. We have Mr. Aaron Jones, fellas. Yes, sir. Freeman Aaron Jones, man. Hashtag free Aaron Jones. Now our rankings came out just uh, just before I say go ahead and say my ranking. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to get embarrassed. My rankings came out before all this hoopla about uh, 
Aaron Jones getting like more passes and stuff. So I, game. I, I, cur- <laughs> I currently have him ranked at 22. Los has him ranked at 15, and Javar has him ranked at 16. Um, who wants to start this one, fellas? I started, man. First of all, I want to say that you, that's gross, bro. 22, man. Come on, guys. This is this is June. This is June. If you're listening to yeah, this, but you know, we June. did have a little bit of we did have a little bit of tape to go off of last year, man. That dude was a beast last year too. But uh, yeah, man. So talking about last year, um, so you know he got he was suspended the first two games. Um, when he did come back. For some reason, Mike McCarthy, which is why we screened free Aaron Jones, like he wasn't, he was still giving Jamal Williams touches, which is really weird. Not just touches, he was like pretty much leading him in touches up until week eight. Week eight, something happened, I guess, and he finally started listening to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers always been talking this guy up. Um, week eight through 14, because if you remember, he had a season in the injury in week 15. But from week eight through 14, he averaged 5.7 yards per carry. He was uh, seventh in yards after contact, fifth in the tackles, um, fifth in tackles avoided, and he had 19 points per game and was the RB5 in that span. That just shows what he could do when he, you know, is the workhorse, man. That dude's a freaking stud, man. Like, he um, posted RB1 numbers in 43% of his games. Um, He was an RB1 or 2 in 86% of his games. So, I mean, hopefully this is the year. Mike McCarthy's finally gone. Hopefully this is the year that he takes off, man. I really believe that he can, man. Yeah, I think I think the new scheme coming in, definitely Aaron Rodgers seemed to be like kind of protesting this scheme a little bit. So I would like to see how that turns out for him. Not already, man. Damn, Rodgers, you just got one. <laughs> you, know, you know, he's already talking about if he can't make audibles at the line, he feels like, you know what I'm saying, that's stupid. He came out and yeah. said that. So I want to see how that I want to see how that dynamic, I mean, dynamic ends up turning out. But like you said, I believe Aaron Jones is due for a breakout year. I had him a little bit ranked low in my rankings. Um, but now I, I always had him at top 15 upside. But now that they're talking about throwing him the ball, I definitely will. On my J- July rankings, he would definitely be a lot higher. But I know this is your boy, uh, Javar's homeboy. So I'm going to go ahead and let him talk about him before we get off of him. I mean, the reason I'm really excited about this player, you know, when, when he was on the field, he only – played against stack boxes 13.5% of the time. And that's going to happen all the time because Aaron Rodgers back there. So give me that back. He caught uh, 26 out of 35 targets. So, and they're talking about using the more in the passing game. Give me that back. And in the rushing game, he averaged five points. <laughs> what, nine <laughs> yards per carry? I'm going to say it again. Give me that back. And as you see, I had traded for him in one of my leagues. So I'm, I believe in this guy. Uh, his floor is around an RB2. Of course, ceiling's RB1. He should have finished somewhere in between there. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got for this guy. Where do you feel comfortable taking him at? Around uh, third round, third, fourth round. I, I want him as my running back, too. But if I end up taking two stud wide receivers, I won't mind having him as my running back one. That's a good point. I want to say a couple, um, just some red flags before we move on. I'm kind of high on him, so I can, you know, just spend a little more time on Aaron Jones. Um, you know, the one red flag is, you know, Matt LaFleur is there now. And um, if you remember last year, he started off the year using a committee with Derrick Henry and uh, Deion Lewis. He finally came to his senses at the end of the year, so that's what I'm hoping that he carries over to Green Bay, like of not 
using a like not be, pretty much wanted to use a committee like offhand. Like if you have a uh, running back talented as Aaron Jones or Derrick Henry, make that guy a workhorse. So that's what I'm hoping. And uh, you know he did um, have two injuries back to back years, so he does have some health concerns. Um, but they did say he reported to camp looking in shape and look like he took care of his yeah, body. Yeah. So that's 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 good things for him. And he said I did notice one thing that he said that. Uh, one of the biggest things he had to cut out from diet, his diet was a uh, candy, bro. That's oh, why I, I was like, wow, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, bro, this dude is the NFL version of me, bro. Because even though I've been working out and shit, bro, I still be eating candy like a motherfucker, bro. I, so, I ate yesterday. I ate a pound. Of <laughs> <laughs> so, I fucking love candy, bro. That shit's sour crazy. Patch Kids. I ate a pound of that shit. That's one thing I never left from my childhood, bro. I think no, I my kid, bad fucking having some Sour Patch Kids and shit. Fuck that candy. Give me all the bacon, bro. Speaking of speaking of Derrick Henry, uh that's what we all got as our consistent number 17. Coming in, Los has him at 15, Javar has him at 19, and I have him at 15. I got so him at all around. I got him at 19. Yeah. Got, got back at that. Right. Well, I might, has I might come up above Freeman, man. I don't know. We'll see. I'll go ahead and start this one off. I think um, Derrick Henry is a definition of your boom or bust running back. I think we can all be safe to say that. Um, and if most people now play in PPR format, so, you know, Derrick Henry is not going to catch the ball. Do not believe the hype. I don't care how many times they try to tell you Derrick Henry is going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's not going to do it. So, you know, you also want to take that into consideration when you are looking at getting Derrick Henry. Um, and don't be blinded by the two big weeks he had last week. Uh, he had, I mean, last week. Don't be blinded by the two big weeks he had last year. He had one big week where he had 47 points and another one where he had what? Uh, no, 30, yeah, 30, something like that. In the other seven games where he had over 10 touches, he only had like 58 yards. You know, I feel like we all know who is the anchor or like not the anchor in a good way, but like the anchor that slows the offense down, you know, in that way. I think we all know who that is on that offense and he's still there. His name is Marcus Mariota. And I feel like as long as Marcus Mariota is there, he is going to be the ceiling of all the fantasies like prospects on that team. Yeah, that's a good point. Off is going to yeah. go as he goes. Um, but, go ahead, Gilbert. Derek Henry, man, I just, you know, we all know how I feel about the backs that don't catch that pick skin. And, you know, I was kind of low on Fournette. So, as you see my ranking, of course, I'm being lower on Derek Henry. You know, as a, as a watcher of the game of football, I love it. So what he finds the ball, you know, what he does with the ball when he get it. But when it comes to fantasy, I'm not drafting him unless he, he really falls. Um, he's game script play. I hate those type of players that have to go by game script. So you have to guess the right week, the right setup. Hopefully everything falls in place that too many things falling in place. And with that, I need to know my man show up. He's going to dance every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And and you got to put on those stats for him. That's, that's really why I got him at 19, because he's not uh, a pass catching back. And it's just basically just game script. Hopefully, for uh, owners, he make up in that with touchdowns. That's the only that's the upside I see that 
he should get a lot of touchdowns that that could outweigh his uh, receptions. But yeah, that's my take on uh, Mr. Henry. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, so Derrick Henry, I mean, to the point y'all made about not being able to uh, use in the passing game, like, I do agree with that. They don't use him in the passing game. Um, it is weird, though, because he, I think he's a capable passer, too. I don't think he's, like, your typical big back, man. The dude is fast. Um, he's probably the biggest back in the league, but he's, like, he can outrun defenders, too. So you really don't see that too often. Um, last year, he only had 18 targets, um, but he caught 15 of them. So, I mean, I believe he is capable if they wanted to use him more in the passing game. Um, me not knowing, me knowing that they're not going to use him as much, especially with Deion Lewis still there. Like that's why I have him down at 19 right now. I don't think I will have him ranked as RB one until I can see them use him more. Um, last year, man, in weeks like I, like I was commenting earlier about Lafleur, like he had a committee in the beginning of the year, week 14, something clicked finally. Um, and he had an freaking historic ass four games, bro. I've never seen anything like this shit, bro. So weeks 14 through 17, he racked up 585 yards, six, almost seven yards a carry was 6.7, 5.7 yards after contact. He avoided 24 tackles in four games and had 26 points per game. That was the RB1 in that span. Like, that shit is insane, bro. Like, if he gets that that volume this year, bro, it's a wrap, bro. Like, this dude... He won't. I don't think he's going to finish as RB1 if he gets that value without getting the targets and shit. But he'll definitely be on that fringe RB1 um, territory if he gets that same type of volume. Um, another point I remember Gabe was saying that when he got over um, 10 touches last year, um, he still he didn't produce too much. And I just feel like he's the type of running back. He's one of those volume running backs where you got to feed him the ball. Like, the more you give him the ball, the more the defense is going to get wore, wore down and, uh, you know, more dominant he's going to be. So in uh, 14 through his three years, um, he had 14 touches in at least 14 games. And in no game, he averaged 16 points per game. So it just proves that, you know, he's that type of guy that you give him one or 10 touches, he might save your fantasy week with a touchdown or some shit. But the yards ain't going to be there. He needs at least 14 touches to be uh, a, a legit running back. So hopefully he gets that this year. And if he does, then top 15 is definitely a possibility. Yeah, like yeah, too. Oh yeah, you know you get in the red zone, bro. They fucking choose Deion Lewis over they have to Kemper, get in the like, red zone. That's what I'm saying, though. They said they got decent defense. Oh, it can't get in the red zone. Yeah, they have to get in oh, the yeah. red zone. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the point. thing. It should be a lot more red zone touchdowns, but you know what I'm saying? There's no touchdowns in the red zone. I don't believe last time I looked. We got Marlon Mack coming in at number 18. I got him at 20. Lowe's has him at 16, and Javar have him at 18. Okay, I'll take it. So, um, you know, he was injured with the hamstring injury last year. Um, he finally returned in week six. Um, when he returned, he averaged 14.8 points a game. That was the RB10 in that span. 1,068 rush yards, five games over 100 touchdowns, 4.9 a carry. And um, I feel like a lot of that is contributed to that great offensive line to have like i remember great. watching tape on him and like just trying to watch tape on him and i just couldn't help but to notice like the damn offensive line but they were just creating massive holes for this dude bro they're just big bullies yeah so like you got the combination of uh great offensive line a great offense and a running back who has great vision um he's quick 
that's just that that's a great um combination to have man yeah i just think volume is key when it comes to him you know he had three games over 19 attempts he scored 25 points each time so i mean he's going over 25 points each time uh 22 10 zone attempts he scored eight of his 10 touchdowns down there my only knock or it's not even a knock my only thing is in a PPR format is he has to deal with Naheem Hines, and I feel like Naheem Hines exactly. is going to be a, a a bigger contributor in the offense come year two, um, you know, because yeah. another year in the offense with Andrew Luck, I feel like he's going to be a – I feel like – I don't know. I just feel like he's, he his ceiling is capped because he won't be able to catch passes because we all know probably third down, something like that, Naheem Hines is going to be on, you know, on the field. And so yeah. I feel like – you have to take somebody, you know, closer to who's going to get the opportunity. That's my, that's my, that's my thing. Whoever got the easiest path to opportunity, that's that's what I want. Definitely agree with that. That's probably his only red flag, or it's not even a red flag. It's just yeah, it's not a red flag. I'm just saying, he's not gonna be like, using yeah. a passing game like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's the only reason I got him like as low as I probably do. But I can see him moving up. Man, maybe a little bit. That I just feel like he's still in his cap for him because you know he doesn't get those passes. Go ahead, Jabbar. Let, let me just uh, read these numbers out to you. 195 carries, 908 yards, and 4.7 yards per carry. Derrick Henry had 215, and he just had 1,059 with 4.9 yards per carry. I think I might have to move Mac up with a better, you know, I, I believe he – all around is more better than uh, Derrick Henry, and he's in a better offense with a better offensive line and scheme that Lowe spoke about. We're going to have to move this guy up. He got 908 yards, and that close to Derrick Henry on like 20 less carries. And he had nine touchdowns, so you know he's going to score touchdowns. Yeah, that Magnum be moving up. That freight, that freight truck, he coming on too. So, yeah, I think uh, he has a higher um, – Mac has a higher ADP, so a lot of I think a lot of people do feel like that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, like, they're pretty much the same – not the same player, but – That's a great discussion. Great discussion. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Because, honestly, I mean, Mac uh, – Henry um, ADP rise a little bit. It was at 4-1 a while ago. Now it's at 3-10. But if mm-hmm. I can get, like, a Henry – What's Mac at right now? Huh? What's Mac at right now? Uh, 3-0-2. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if I can get, like, a a receiver, maybe, or another position, and then still be able to get Derrick Henry in a, a fourth, I think I might pick yeah. him over. I think I might, have, like, you know, take him over Mac just for oh, that. Oh, yeah, Mac, Mac not falling into the fantasy world. is in love with that guy there in that third round. They're in love with him in the third round. He ain't, he ain't going past just, that. Just value-wise, I think Henry's yeah. the guy. But if we're just talking about just talent and – Situation and yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault you for taking Mac over him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how the season goes. We'll see. How that's it. really what the only, the only thing that separates these fringe, like these, you know, top thirteen through twenty running backs, is they're not getting the passing down work. Mm-hmm. A lot of these running backs um, we're gonna talk about here is, you know, that's the only thing that's stopping them from being RB one is their passing down usage. And so that brings us to our next running back who we can all very much agree on that he possibly could end the year as an RB1 because he actually does get those passing yards that we just talked about. And we got coming up at number 19, our consistent overall, Carrion Johnson. 
Los has him at 21. Jabbar has him at 17. I also have him at 17. Uh, who wants to go ahead and get into this one? Los, you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, why uh, you dying yeah, up, bro? Yeah, what's, what's up, Javon? Why you dying up, bro? Huh? I said, why he dying that far? Where I got him at? I got him at 21. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, it's still early, man. It's still early, so it's he could definitely rise a little bit. Um, dude was man, a beast. I've been watching him in uh Auburn, man. That's the first time I've seen him when they played Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even like heard of him until that game, bro. I was remember watching, I was like, bro, who is this guy, bro? This, this dude's like reminds me of Le'Veon Bell or some shit, bro. Just the way he was so patient, he catched the ball, does everything pretty much. But, um, so yeah, so. For Carrion, you know, he got injured last year. I think he only played in eight games. Um, no, he, he played in more than eight games, but he only got uh, 45% of the snaps in eight games. In those games, he averaged 16 and a half touches a game, um, 95 scrimmage yards a game, 5.5 yards a carry, which was pretty up there. I think that was um, – he might have been the highest. And uh, he had 15 points a game. So, of course, you know, they had um, – What's the dude's name? Uh, LeGarrette Blunt. So for some reason, they kept giving this guy fucking touches, bro. This shit was so weird, bro. He averaged like two yards to carry last year, bro. That's a big motherfucker, though. I know, bro, but it's like, damn, bro. Like, you really, like, our NFL professional coach, you're just going to keep giving his bum the damn, all these touches, bro. Mm. Anyway, that's nonetheless. Um, You know, they got rid of him, but they still got C.J. Anderson, too, so I feel like he's still going to be a part of that offense, man. He's going to steal a lot of touches from, um, from carry on, man. So with that being said, that's why I got him down at 21 because I just don't know how much CJ Anderson is going to be used. Um, if he does give him, if they do give him an uptick in, you know, value from last year, man, and I definitely believe he could be a top top 15 back. But just don't know. A lot of question marks, man. I think I got him. I think I got him so low, like out of the RB1 conversation because like you said to uh, the CJ Anderson fact that he's still there, Theo Reddick is still there, and Carrion Johnson has came out his mouth. And like a like a lot of running backs we talked about previously and said he does it, he does what like he does better in the RBC. He like came out and said himself he wants twenty or less touches. And this guy I actually believe when he says that. So <laughs> yeah, he got hurt. I think he got hurt that fucking Georgia game that I was talking yeah, about. So, yeah, so I, this, this guy actually believed that he 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 needs twenty or less touches. Now those twenty touches are going to be very efficient touches, but I just feel like you know I can't put somebody in my RB one conversation that wants twenty or less touches. And to the um, offense. Uh, that you talked about last year, Los. Uh, they actually got a new offense coordinator this year, uh, Darren Bevel. Did from they go the- Jim Bob Cooter? Yeah. They- <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny-ass name. I know. I laugh. every. I, I giggle a little bit every time like, I say that. Imagine name. going to school and be like, what's up, Jim Bob? What's <laughs> up, <I> Cooter? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they got fucking rid of that guy. And they got Darren Bevel. Uh, a lot of people say he's run heavy, but I did some uh, looking up on him myself. Uh, in 2016, he actually finished 25th in rushing t- attempts per game in with the Seahawks, and he finished in 2017. He finished 2000. I mean, in 2017, he finished 23rd in rushing attempts and 14th in passing. And in 2000 what what was that 2016 he actually finished 10th in passing so a lot of people saying they're going to be a, a run heavy offense so i actually want to see that you know what i'm saying i don't actually believe the words actually going to match up with the field. so 
we'll, we'll see how that goes. Anything, you got anything on Jabbar? No, yeah, I basically agree with everything y'all <laughs> said. Um, I'm just hoping he scores more. He only had three TDs. If he scores more, that would uh, increase his value. But one thing I do like in receptions, he had seven yards per catch. So with those targets in uh, the uh, out the backfield, should make up for some of those carries that we think he's gonna lose or he may lose. To the backup running back. But other than that, y'all hit the hammer on the nail about carry on. Yes, sir. One more fact about your boy Matt Stafford. Last year was his first year. He un- he uh threw under four thousand yards since two thousand ten, and he had broken broken bones in his back. And so I see Matt Stafford coming back like one of the resurgence this year. A lot of people are sleeping on Matt Stafford, but we'll get to that later. But like I said, I, I feel like Matt Stafford is going to come I'm back year and. If Matt Stafford has a good year, that only means good for carry on Johnson if he's healthy. But um, we'll go ahead and get to our consensus number 20. We got coming in at number 20, we got Josh Jacobs. Los has him at 18. I have him at 18. And Jabbar has him all the way at 20. Well, not all the way, but he has him at 20. Uh, Jabbar, you want to get to Josh Jacobs? Well, you know, we, we just go off his film from college and you know the sand to see how he do in the league but history has shown rookie backs who just get the opportunity to run the ball carry the ball majority of the post some guys producing fantasy and our fantasy relevant i just haven't back that far because i will feel uh i will feel confident in taking him around there hopefully as an rb too so that's why i got around the, the the 20 of the, you know, before I start getting to the Drakes and Lindsay, the guys, the uh, Carsons, the guys you kind of right, call, right, right, right. the guys you kind of, you know, say who are questionable, you, you kind of feel some way about them. You know, I kind of glide on a limb and take Jacobs right to right for them guys, you know, on a just-in-case factor. At the lowest, he'll be a Lindsay. At the highest, he could be, you know, a Carrion or, or a Freeman or something like that. So that's the real reason why I got him there. True that. I actually think uh, once um, Hard Knock start and this hype train get a hold of Josh Jacobs, he's his his ADP is going to skyrocket to the point where it's going to be like, I don't even want this guy. But I also do believe in his. Uh, RB, RB. Yeah. The Joku last year, I ain't even watched Hard Knocks. So like, oh, but you got to draft him. The Joku looks fat, and I'm glad I stay asleep on the Joku. But yeah, yeah. He, hopefully he not in the joke, but my man, Gabe, go ahead. Oh, shit. What else I was about to say about him? I forgot what I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that, bro. Here you go. Go ahead, bro. Did anybody notice how uh, Gabe pronounced Jacob's name? Like, he read that shit oh, like, it was, like he was Ron Burgundy, and they put a question mark at the end of Jacob's. <laughs> he was like, Josh, <laughs> Jacob's? <laughs> <laughs> that might be his fucking new name, fucking Josh. Is he gonna be a Jacobs? Is he that guy? I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna see. Uh, so, we gonna see. Yeah, we're man. See. So you said what? Uh, we're gonna see. Oh, let me. Oh, okay, I got to my point. I got to my point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how I always say, um, follow the the easiest path to opportunities. They signed Isaiah Correll in the offseason. He got hurt, so <laughs> they drafted him in the first round. So literally, there's nobody there but him. So he's going to get value in one way or another. 
So I, I can see that ADP skyrocketing, especially once we see him do a couple catches on, in training camp on, uh, like I was saying, at, at Hard Knocks. So just be on the lookout for that guy. Just be wary of that ADP. That's all I really have on Josh Jacobs because we don't really have anything to go off of. You got anything else? Yeah. How 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 you feel? Remember, you was uh, kind of hype about Chris Warren before uh, Josh Jacobs. You a little salty about him? Yeah, I'm actually pretty upset about that because I actually like tried to like get him on the sl- on the low. <laughs> I got him on the low like right before anybody else heard him. I mean, yeah, I was mad as fuck. I, mean, I remember waking up early as fuck to get that motherfucker. And then not like, got Jace, Josh, Josh Jacobs. What the fuck is Josh Jacobs? But like I said, what's that what's that hype chain get a hold of? Man, it's gonna be chucka chucka choo choo. I do got a <laughs> I do got a couple stats on him though, man. So. um I got this from PFF, bro. This shit is pretty sick. So, in 2018, 41% of his carries resulted in either a first down or a touchdown. That's the highest mark in the league. Uh, So, it just shows how explosive he is. You know, that's pretty much um, confirms why he was the first running back selected in the draft, even though he played behind Damian Harris. Talent-wise, he was a beast. Um, 253 carries because, you know, he shared a backfield. So, I took all three of his years at Alabama. He uh, averaged, uh, or he had 1,493 yards, and he averaged 5.9 yards of carry, 4.1 yards at the contact, and he forced 63 tackles, uh, and ranked uh, seventh in the elusive rating. So this this guy's pretty much a do-it-all back, man. You know, first, and the history shows when you're taking in the first round, like, you're more than likely going to be a three-down back. Like, they don't take two-down running backs in the first round. Um, So... Um, I know I said that that what that's what separates the RB twos, but the RB ones. But the only reason I have him down at 18 is just because I don't know how that offense is gonna do in year two. They were kind of stagnant last year, um, especially after they traded Amari Cooper. Even though they didn't use him right, um, they only had like Jared Cook, pretty much that was their best receiver. Doug Martin sucked, um, so I don't know what type of improvements they made. Um, if they did make some improvements, then he could definitely push that top 15, maybe even fringe RV1 um, territory. But uh, just that, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that offense because it's kind of, you know, if you're like you were saying earlier, um, if you don't have a lot of opportunities to score touchdowns, then it's going to be hard to finish in the top 15, along with the passing volume. I mean, just just be wary that you know that they they go and get the boy out there. They uh, AB. AB. Oh yeah, they do got AB now though. I forgot about that. <laughs> I love yeah, but still, though, man, you still, it's still, it's still an offer. We don't know how they're going to do this year. I mean, they're going to be better. They was a bum out there last year, and he became a stud when he went to Dallas. Yeah, that is true, but yeah, you're not about to make AB no AB no bum. We'll, AB we'll, know after, we'll know after this year if, if Gruden like ever evolved or if he's still living in 2003 or whenever he took the Bucks to the Super Bowl with that playbook and shit, bro. Like that shit, you gotta you gotta switch up with the times, man. I think he's gonna do a little something. You got AB, he gonna get open by himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's and a beast. Host- AB's a fucking monster. I ain't definitely ain't hating on him. And and I just started following him on social media. I see why, bro. He he he. He spend that money on his body. Uh, so, yeah, you yeah. say you got plastic surgery, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, he gets the massages oh, and the tissue stuff and all that, you know? True. You I was fucking with you. But, yeah, right. man. We'll, we'll see, bro. Anything else on Jacobs? Nope. All right, so let's go ahead and bring us to our number 21. We got coming in Keon Drake. 
I got him at 25. Los has him at 22. Javar has him at 21. It's it's actually an ongoing debate uh, within our dynasty. Well, I don't know if it's within our dynasty. It's within me. Well, fucking shit. <laughs> I has that debate that thinks that Latavius Murray can finish ahead of Kenyon Drake. Remember, remember, <laughs> listeners. Remember, listeners. Where I was talking about the bias. Now that this has been recorded. Now that this has been recorded. Now on on wax. Latavius Murray. <laughs> We'll finish higher than Ken Drake. Gross, nigga. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. We definitely got we got a wager on that already, so we'll we'll see. We have it's, it's, on, it's recorded, and we got a wager on it, so let's get it. Okay. Um, well, how about this, love? Uh, going to put him up on game while he sleep on uh, Drake, man. Well, first, um, the guy that they call Behold is gone. Um. For some reason, I don't know what this dude Drake did to Adam Gates, bro, but he had last year, he um, gave Frank Gore more touches than him on purpose. Like, he wanted to do that. Nobody forced him to do that shit, which is weird, number one. And uh, the year before that, um, he was, uh, you know, he was a little buried on the depth chart. But when Jay Ajayi left, everybody thought Drake was going to be the guy. But Damian Williams was there too, and for some reason he gave Damian Williams the. So for some reason it seems like he just likes the lesser talent of the backs for some reason. It might be some like veteran type move where you know the guy just doesn't do something that you like as a veteran coach or whatever, and you just you just don't you, you don't care about the upside because he uh, I guess he'll fuck you up on little certain things. Um, but he produced RB one numbers whenever he did get the opportunity to. Um, so in 2017. Like I said, when you know Jai got traded, um, finally, well, not finally. I'm not. I one like I'm wishing this, but Damian Williams also got hurt. So from uh, weeks 13 to 17, he had the backfield to himself. Um, when he did that, he averaged 16 points a game and was the RB seven in that span. He was a league winner that year. I remember that shit. Um, last year, volume was all up and down with Frank Gore there. He had seven games where he got at least. Uh, 13 touches, averaged 16 points in that game, um, in those games. So, um, and then he also was 10th in the league with uh, 28 avoided avoided tackles, um, first in avoided tackles per attempt. So that shows how elusive he is. Um, and he had 4.5 yards of carry. And he's also like not even the all these stats I just named. Like he's probably even a better receiver than he is running back. Like this dude, like he got most of his production last year from the from catching the ball out the backfield. So this dude's gonna do it all back. Um, we'll know how he'll fare if he does get a lot of touches per game, like this year. We'll know if he'll hold up, but we know when he did get the touches um, in them limited um, games or whatever that he did produce. So I think he's a nice little sleeper pick this year. Uh, yeah, a uh, nice little pick. And uh, to add on top of that with the reception game that he had, it was around like nine yards per carry. And he also had more touchdowns, catching the ball, running the ball. And uh, with this receiving and rushing together, he had around 1,000. So, yeah, I take him as a, a running back back two. As a, I really want him as a flex, but as a running back two, you know, I want to be too worried about him, just his frame and size, you know, kind of make you worry about him. But, you know, as, as of now, he's going to be getting the touches, increased touches with this, this efficiency, efficient little <laughs> Disney touches. <Sound> it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, 
all these touches in, and he does great things with them, especially as most pointed to in the passing game. I buy in on him late. I just want to jump for him. But, yeah, I buy in on him. Haven't really heard much about the, the second-year running back behind him. So it sounds like it's all Drake, and uh, he's basically still falling all the way back to this far if he's going to be the starting back. Even on that, we don't even know nothing about the offense. I think that's really why we got him that far back, too. I don't know what the hell is going on in Miami. Miami don't even know what's going on in Miami, goddamn. <laughs> they, need they rebuilding. But, shit, they've been doing that since really week. Oh, yeah, I forgot the name. I forgot who they got at um, the GM now, but I've heard good things about him. That he's he's making the the right moves, you know, selling, getting assets for the future and stuff. So we'll we'll see how it turns out. But they they probably will suck this year. All right, they gonna tell us why we are on Drake. Why you think we're on Drake? My thing is, it's, it's really just can he score touchdowns. That's my biggest thing. We already know that in the Adam Gates office, they only scored, what, t- t- 10, t- 10 rushing touchdowns in the past two years. We talked about that last episode. Yeah, you no more, man. I know. So now the question is, can he score touchdowns? And the other question is, was it really Adam Gates holding them back? And to Los's point, he lost his job or he or he couldn't win the job. Never his, yet, old never man, his old man, Frank Gore, couldn't win the job against Damian Williams, who is now, you can see, is uh, RB1 coming into this year um, until he got hurt. And I don't know about you, but you never know. What if he loses his job to uh, Kevin Bilal Paljow? I forgot who it was on Twitter that did that little study yeah. with Caleb Lodge, bro, but that was a crazy stat, bro. This dude was like, he got hit on the first tackle and 43 out of 45 touches last year. I, I just don't think he's a threat at all to Keon Drake. Uh, we just, I mean, my thing is, I, it's not that, I just want to see what, is it, is it, was it Adam Gates or is it Keon Drake the player? And yeah, I feel well, like all, all the questions one, are going to be getting answered. Yeah, for one reason, like, you don't get a name behold when you're not affecting players on your team. I think that's how you got the name from the uh, footballers. They gave him that name because they kept giving freaking Frank Gore touches over this guy, bro. Just think, bro. I don't know. I know Frank Gore finished pretty low in the rankings. Like, he was out touching Drake all year, and Drake still finished as an RB14 last year. Like, that dude is talented. He needs the rock, man, and if he gets it, that dude, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, he just watched the film. He, uh, he makes some plays on his own, and I, and I like that. Definitely. Definitely. All right, well, coming in at number 22, we got David Montgomery. I got him at 24. Los has him at 20. Javar has him all the way down at 29. Um, I'll go ahead and start it off with this one. Uh, I like the Bears' offense. I think we can all agree Matt, Matt Nagy is definitely a genius when it comes to offense play calling. Yeah. I'll be agreeing on that. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely comes from that cloth. He's definitely come from that pass the ball around. We're gonna put up a lot of points. Um, my other, I got a couple, just a couple nicks about him because we don't, like I said, we don't really have a lot to go on him because he's a rookie. Uh, but I also think that uh, Tariq Cohen being in the backfield back there and Mike Davis being in the backfield back there, so he already is coming into a situation where he's the RBC. So we don't know how high or how low he is on that totem pole. And I think Tariq Cohen is the pass catcher in that backfield. And like we said before, um, 
pass catchers are really the ones that move it in the PPR league formats. And I feel like that automatically puts a cap on what David Montgomery could possibly be. So that's why I have him so low. What you got, Los? Uh, yeah, I think like you like you said earlier about Matt Nagy, like he you know he's a great schemer, man. He has a great offense. He's a great offensive mind. Um, so I think that when you have a, a back like as talented as Tariq Cohen in the past game, and you have a back that's talented as Montgomery, that you'll find ways to get both of them out there. Um, I think it'll be a lot of plays where he you know they both would be in the backfield or whatever. And um, so I think. Montgomery will still a little bit of those targets that Cohen got, but I still think Cohen would be pretty um, serviceable this year. Um, and I do I agree with you about Mike Davis. They did give him a nice little contract. So even though I think Montgomery going to take over as the year goes on, like uh, Mike Davis is going to be used more than fan- Montgomery fantasy owners would like to see in the beginning of the year. Especially um, around the goal line. He said yeah. what? Especially around the goal line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that around the goal line. Um so, but, uh, you know, they do like him. So they didn't have a lot of picks because you remember they traded their first and another pick for um, Khalil Mack last year. Um, so they had a limited amount of picks. They still traded up to get him. So they had to go get their guy. Um, uh, Howard had 270 touches last year. So that's, you know, the volume that he's looking to get. I know, like I said, Mike Davis is going to get some of them touches. But I still see uh, David Montgomery getting – a lot of those, the majority of them as the year goes on. Um, and then another stat from PFF. Um, in a PFF college era, no other running back has forced more than 100 combined missed tackles in a season. And uh, Montgomery's done that twice. So he's another one of them loose. So I think he has a high football IQ. Because when you watch him play, like he doesn't really jump off the screen. See? Like he's real, like he's not like great at anything. He's just real good at almost everything. He just has a high football IQ, great vision, waits for his blocks to set up, you know, all that stuff. So, um, but he ranked fourth in a elusive rating, had um, 1,216 yards, 4.8 yards of carry, and uh, forced 99 missed tackles last year. So, that dude, he's, he's a massive upgrade over Jordan Howard, and I want to say Jordan Howard finished like an RB2 last year, even though he pretty much got no passing work. And he yeah. wasn't that good. Man, what to do with this guy, man? You got Tariq Cohen, who, who what, he ranked with top 15, top 13, something like that. And then they found Mike Davis, who was serv- serviceable in Seattle. And now they draft up to get Montgomery. Oh, I don't know what to do with him. But they draft up to get him. He has talent. You know, I may start off the Mike Davis backfield, but eventually week four, or does he pull a Kareem Hunt and start week one? But uh, I just feel like he's going to get some touches. I feel like the odd man out here, I feel like three Cohen may fall a little bit. He may just be more of like a slide guy. I don't think three Cohen rushes the ball 99 times this year. That's as many times he rushed it last year, I believe. A lot of those touches going to go to Davis and Montgomery, and they're going to use Tyreek mainly in the passing game. Dude had 90 receptions or yeah. 90. And that's, that's crazy as a running back, bro. Yeah, <laughs> the next, definitely. James White had 123, you know. So that's so he's he going to be used in the passing game. I really want to watch him on this guy and see what a lot of his targets. Was he playing in the flex? 
or did you, you know, did they motion him from the backfield to the flex to see what, how they use Tyreek to get a better idea so I can gauge this backfield? But I got a little time before the season starts to see that, or we'll see in many camp of preseason. But no doubt Montgomery could definitely jump up there or low tackle. I just had to place place him somewhere and put some to make him relevant because you know he's going to be relevant, but I don't know how to gauge with those three backs over there. And the plus, they got an explosive offense. So oh, it's, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Uh, uh. All right, we're coming in at uh, number 20, Dan. We got uh, Sony Michelle. Sony what PlayStation. What number you said? We got them all that consistent number, what, 23? Yep. Okay. I said the right thing? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so Los got him at 24. I got him at 19. And Javar got him all the way down at 30. Lord. Uh, <laughs> Javar, why you got him all the way down at 30? Well, you know, when when Sonny came in, he was the R&B one. 38.5% of the times, and he was an RMB4, a plus 61.5% of the time. And that just goes to show you, it's just, he got a role in that offense, and his role is to rush that ball. And this yeah. offense ain't rushing that ball. It's time for uh, Mr. White to come on in and get out of reception and his shine. It's time for him to shine. And uh, that's, that's basically just my my only knock on him, he's only 11 targets last year and seven receptions. On those targets, he did average seven yards per carry, which I like. But, you know. Hold on, how much he average a carry? Or a reception? I mean, I mean a reception, my bad. It was seven yards reception. Carry was uh, 4.4. But, yeah, that's really my only knock at him. He's just a role player in that offense. When he comes in, he faces stack boxes 27% of the time. So they just shows you they're like, oh, he's not bad. So that really kind of hurts him too. Plus the injuries, the knee scopes, every year, every four months. So, you know, he might have them D-Rose knees, them, them, them Michael Jordan crying knees. Sure. So that, that, that worries me too. But the guy can play. He just don't get the playing time. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, you got something, uh, Gabe? Uh, I feel like um, they also signed – well, not signed, but they also drafted Damian Harris, so that could only do negative to uh, Sony's uh, stock. He got, what, six touchdowns last year. Damian Harris would definitely be eating into those. Um, Tom Brady's arm is only getting worse, so I feel like that's a, is a positive for him. So he he could we could see a whole new Patriots this year. It could be like a whole rep, revamp new Patriots. Everybody keeps talking about all the targets that disappeared once Gronk left. But what if just the, like the Patriots just come out and become the best running team in the league? You know what I mean? So you never you never know like what what the, what you're gonna get out of them. They have like three serviceable serviceable running backs in the backfield. I just feel like I wouldn't be confident. Taking Sony right now, I think he's going in like the fifth. I definitely wouldn't be confident taking Sony in the fourth. 
You say where, where you going? 14, 14, 14 yeah. so that's pretty yeah. much the first. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely would be comfortable because you don't you don't know like Javar said, like game to game, like what what Patriots is going to come out there. Where you don't know if they're going to be the running Patriots or the passing Patriots, or James White get fifteen targets. You know, so I think that's a, that, that's my only really knock on Sony. They just the Patriots. He's in the Patriot backfield, and that that just hurts him a lot for me. Uh, he definitely uh, had a lot of, well, not a lot. He definitely had some red flags coming into the year. Uh, you know, he had that, that news drop where he had another knee scope. So that just, you know, continuing continuing knee problems. Um, had those when he was coming out of college. Um, and then you had uh, them drafting Damian Harris in the third round. So, he's, you know, he's de- it's definitely some red flags there. Um, I do believe, though, that if he's if he's healthy come week one, then he's going to be, like, the the main oh, yeah. early, early down back, you know? Yeah, I definitely um, think he's... Yeah. The, the biggest question, though, is how much does Damian Harris um, cut into that goal line work? Because last year, he pretty much got all the goal line work. Um, so we just don't know how they're going to use Damian Harris. They could use him, like, the Burkhead role. If they use him like that, then he probably won't cut into them too much, but I don't know. They could use him as a short yardage back, so we just don't know. We gotta wait and see on that one. Um, but he was he was legit last year. He had uh nine games where he was healthy. He uh, averaged eighteen carries a game, eighty two yards, um, four point six yards a carry, and uh, had eleven point four um fantasy points per game. So, yeah, he was I, like and, the one last year. Yeah, and I if y'all remember me and uh, Levon made that bet with uh, Carry On and Sony. Like, uh, that's yeah. one oh, thing yeah, I can't admit. Yeah, LeVon beat me. It's okay. He beat me. <laughs> the one thing I can't say I didn't really account for when talking about Sony was uh, the passing down usage. Like, I didn't expect them to just literally not use Sony in the passing game. Like, you took a, you took a running back in the first round and made him a two-down back. Like, that shit was weird. But um, I mean, yeah, injury problems. So that's probably why. And you got White, who is extremely talented in that role. So. Yeah, it is. So you don't take him. You don't take him in the first round. Then when you take a running back in the first round, like he, he obviously can catch the ball too. So I don't know. They could have got some. They could have got somebody to do what Sony did in the second, third round. Like Damian Harris this year. Like he pretty much can do what Sony did last year if he had the opportunity. But um, I can dig it. yeah, we'll we'll see, man. We uh, I don't think the pass it down usage is going to go up this year. So with that being said, yeah, RB two, man. I got him at what twenty two. No, I got him at uh, 24, so yeah, uh, back in RB2. I just think the glitter has, like, went away from, like, last year he was, like, a golden boy, you know what I mean? And now yeah, coming yeah. into it, everybody's saying, like, ah, we know how to pay you. We know how to pay I was the bro. highest one on Sony last year, bro. I remember yeah. I took him in the third in the Dynasty startup. Mm-hmm. Had to defend that shit for, like, two days, bro. Niggas kept coming at me, bro. I was like, bro, <laughs> relax, bro. <laughs> got this. Uh, we got coming in at what? Where we at right now, fellas? Twenty four. Yep, last yep. one. Last one. We got coming in at twenty four. Our consensus overall. The end of the RB two like cutoff line. If anybody don't know it, like twenty four means that's like you can only start twelve running backs on each team. So that's where you get the running back one, running back two. So this is the end of the running back two tier. So we got Mark Ingram. I got him at. Where I got him at 28, Javar has him at 28, and Los has him at 23. I'll go ahead and uh, start this one off. Um, why I got him so low pretty much is it's a lot of competition in that backfield. We already seen, like, Jim Harbaugh is going to come. Is it Jim or John? Jim. 
John? John. <laughs> John. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? We already seen John Harbaugh's going to go with the hot hand, i.e. Alex Collins, i.e. the big bus Gus Edwards, you know, who is also still there. You know what I mean? But if he comes in the season leading the committee, you know, I guess that's cool. But I also have, like, my sleeper pick, Justin Hill. I feel like he's going to get a lot of those touches. Um, I feel like also Mark Henry benefited a lot from the Saints. And, like, Ingram. the Saints did Mark Ingram. Oh, shit. Did I say Mark Henry? That, bro, that's a wrestler, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> but you know that boy game of wrestler fan, boy. No, wait. <laughs> Mark Henry was in the backfield, bro. I want yeah. that guy. Yeah. Hey, you know, man. But anyway, Mark fucking Ingram, I feel like he benefited more from the Saints than Saints than the Saints benefited from him. And I feel like we're gonna see a lot. We're gonna see the results of that this year. I feel like he got a steal in that contract and he knew it too. And so he's just coming to get all the money he can get. And that's why the Saints didn't want him back. Um, but they also out there in um Baltimore, they haven't improved. Uh, like improved offensive line, I guess you could say. You know they're going to be running the ball a lot because they got Lamar Jackson back there. I just think he has a lack of upside, so that's why I guess he's so low to me. But if you, if you want him there, then I guess so. But how do you feel about him? Yeah, I'll take him as an RB2 this year, definitely. Because um, I, I just I look at him like – because when you think about it last year, they started with Alex Collins, um, but they had Joe Flacco starting. And if you notice, Gus Edwards took over the backfield right when Lamar Jackson took over um, the quarterback position. So I feel like they liked the um, – they wanted more of a downhill – I think Tags brought this point up. They wanted more of a downhill runner to go to complement um, Lamar Jackson's uh, style of play. Uh, Alex Collins yeah, did yeah. a little more dancing behind the line. Gus Edwards is just a straight head, you know, straight downhill runner. And pretty much Ingram – when you think about it like that, Ingham is a like that times five compared to Gus Edwards. Um, way better rusher than him, in my opinion. Uh, last year, he uh, you know, he played in 12 games, but he did average uh, a nice amount of yards, 69 rush yards. Uh, no, 69 total yards. And um, 3.2 at the contact, and he avoided 23 tackles, averaged 11 points per game. So I think that's RB2 numbers, 11 points. Um so we'll we'll see. I think he's he's he was playing second fiddle to Kamara last year. He's finally going to be the man again. Um, so he's going to be a little more mo- little more motivated this year. And um, yeah, I think that makes him a solid RB two man. I think is I think he's going to be another fiddle again this year. I don't I don't think he's going to be like um, he's not going to be the Kamara of his backfield. You follow the money. Yeah, it ain't no, yeah, it ain't no Camaro. It ain't that backfield, though. All right. All right. Watch Justin Hill. Watch Justin Hill. Watch Justin Hill. He dancing. Yeah, I don't know. He dancing. I don't know. 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 I don't it, almost every play, you know, I'm going to be involved. I'm going to touch that ball. Ain't no more on the sideline. I'm fresh. I've been second fiddle for years. He went somewhere. I bet that, that contract said he got to get this amount of touches per game. So he going to get his touches. Like Frank Gore, <laughs> and he went to Baltimore. He going to get his touches. But what I don't like, even in, uh, even in New Orleans, when Ingram was on the field, he played against the stack box. 32% of the time, 
and that's only most likely going to increase to go to Baltimore. But the difference is they're going to have, you know, the little option scheme with him and Jackson that's going to help him out, going to open up some running lanes for him. And all he got to do is just run straight and get as many yards as he can. So that's, that's, that's the upside of him in that offense that I like. But, yeah, I'm I'm really just still taking him RB2, RB, late two, really. Yeah. But you can't go wrong with uh, Ingram. He's going to get those touches. You know, he's a game script. I'm just worried about people coming to play against him and doing a San Diego on him in the playoffs. Yeah, true that, true that. But, yeah, just another point real quick. Um. Gus Edwards averaged 17 rushes a game when he took over. So if you think if you put uh, Ingram in there to get them 17 touches, and he um, but Gus Edwards only caught one pass in those in his all of his starting games. I definitely think uh, Ingram will be used a little more and definitely a little more than one catching one pass in the passing game. So definitely think he's a nice upgrade over him, man, and that makes him an RB two to me, man. I don't know, man. Just be on the lookout for Justice Hill. Yeah, he's nice, man. But I don't know. When I think about um, Harbaugh, man, he don't really get. I, I can't. Only one I can really think of is Kenneth Dixon. Um, but it just doesn't seem like he goes with the the rookie running backs like too much. You know, there's certain certain coaches that like those veteran guys in there. So I think he'll be have some usable weeks this year. But I think maybe the breakout will be for next year for Justice Hill. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not maybe not like a breakout year for him, but I'm just saying more of a committee. Yeah. Um, running back situation they're going to have going on there than it's just Mark Ingram, like Gus Edwards type role. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be I'll that. take 17, 17 carries a game, though. Justin Hill is going to get all the, the passing down work, too. I'll still take that as RB2, though, for Ingram. Yeah, I can see I can see, I can see, see somewhere about 14 to 17. No. I, but, 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 look yeah, at I this. Didn't, didn't do throw, like, what, 15 times a game or something like that, 18? Yeah. So, he's going to be on the whole game. Jackson exactly. had him in attempts during a game. Yeah, that's true. We'll see if they uh, bring that bring that up a little bit this year. But he's not going to be, you know, near the top of the league in pass attempts ever in his career, probably. Exactly. That is another thing. He's going. He's going to be running the ball a lot. But I feel like, he, like, like how uh, Jabbar point how San Diego kind of like mapped their ass out in the playoffs. Like yeah. a lot of teams yeah. go and watch film on that. You know. Like monkey see monkey do in the NFL. Like once one team learn how to stop you, then everybody else is gonna do that. So he's gonna have to do something else. So he's gonna have to start passing the ball. But we'll talk about him when we get to the quarterback episode. Yes, sir. Uh, I think that's about it, fellas. That brings us to the end of our running backs. That's a wrap. It's a wrap. Goddamn. (laughs) Goddamn. I think that's it, man. I want to thank everybody again for supporting the movement. 